Hello and welcome to the History of Voyager. This is a very, very special uh, History of Voyager podcast. My longtime audience will know that I like to talk to average, normal people. So that's what this is, but it's with a twist. This is an average, normal person in the Ukraine. It was recorded today on January 29th, um, this morning actually, and I'm just going to release it into the universe and have people hear it, um, I don't know where I stand on the U.S. intervention or not in the Ukraine. But I know that this is a thing going on, and I felt like it should really happen. Uh, This podcast should really happen, and I should really talk to just an average normal person about what's going on um, over there. And There's going to be possibly another one of these tomorrow. Um, You know, uh, but I thought I'd throw this out. Uh, for context, um, of course, we live in what we in America like to call a post-Cold War world. I, I don't know if Putin thinks the Cold War ever ended at all. But for context, we live in a post-war, or Cold War, anyway, world. And the Cold War ended, I guess, in... 1991-ish. I certainly remember where I was when the coup happened in Russia. Uh, I remember that very clearly, actually. And, I don't know, for some reason, I, even as a little child, essentially, well, not a little child, but a young child, I was interested in, in that ever since. So I thought what I would do with this is just talk to a person who I'm going to call Mr. Somebody. (laughs) You might know there's a Mr. Nobody uh, further down my playlist. There's a Mr. Nobody. Well, this is Mr. Somebody. And, And we talk about the Ukraine or some of what he says is going on there and he gives us a little bit of a history lesson, a little bit, and um, anyway, so I'm going to release this pretty much in its entirety because my attitude is um, when one of these people comes on to tell me what's going on in this unstable part of the world, it's not really my position, uh, not really my place to... Um, you know, to essentially uh, make an editorial decision, I don't think. So I'm going to release this in its entirety. Um, anyway, I hope this gets out to people who need to hear it. Um, 
anyway, um, thank you, and, um, like always, I'm having a good day, and I hope you are too, but, you know, I've been thinking about this podcast all day today, I've been thinking about what he said all day today, (laughs) and, um, thinking about also how he was. Anyway, I'm going to throw this out in the universe now. All right. See you later, everybody. Bye-bye. <clears throat> okay. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the History Voyager. I'm here with a person. Um, why don't you tell people why I wanted to talk to you? Hello, everyone. So we're going to discuss the stuff that happens on Ukrainian borders. And I guess the main reason for me to attend this is to give as much information as I can for all the Western world and to explain what's going on here and uh, if somebody will... um, know more about this or maybe in some way will be able to help us after this conversation then i will call it a success uh thank you sir um so why don't you tell me about your day for first of all let's just talk about your day like Mm -hmm. what's your day like uh well take a look i'm just a regular guy um so right now um, it's uh, the same work home day as usual. Uh, so you need to understand that uh, all this stuff that happens here started in 2014 at least <clears throat> by the Russian invasion into Donbass and Crimea. Uh, so for the last eight years, people, uh, they, they live with it like it's part of our life. So it's uh, not something that caused panics. So it's our normal state. And uh, right now I just wake up in the morning, drink my coffee, uh, watch news, go to my job, go back home, watch movies, uh, and watch series, watch Netflix, like like every regular person. Yeah. So it's not like. Um, are you, do you feel nervous or? Well, right now, yes, uh, it's pretty nervous here because uh, the possibility of invasion, uh, of full-scale invasion, of course, um, grow up and uh, it makes a little bit nervous. It makes us uh, to prepare ourselves a little bit, but uh, it is something that we uh, we were waiting for. Like We knew that it will happen sometime. It can happen sometime. Yeah, I mean, 2014 was a long time ago now. Yeah. Eight years ago. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's funny, because remember when it happened, you know, I, there was a, a young lady I see every day, and she was from the Ukraine. Like, her, her people were. She mm. was she she was worried about it, um, and but 
So, um, tell me about, are there pro-Russian people around you? Is it sort of like a, uh, are there people around you that want Putin to be there? Um, I'm not sure I did get the question. So, you're asking about pro-Russian people inside our country? Yeah. Oh. Uh, well, yes, suddenly we have such problem. <clears throat> so Ukraine is pretty big country, uh, if we compare it to all the European countries. Uh, and uh, it's pretty wide. So people on the east, uh, they they more pro-Russian than the Western one, the Western one. And uh, there are many reasons for it. Uh, first of all, it's like history so the closer you get to russia the more relatives you have there the more economic connections you have like uh, you have more ways to to receive their culture like see their movies and so on uh, and that was it is was it was one of the reasons why uh, all the shit happens uh, eight years ago uh, so <clears throat> Right now, we also have this pro-Russian people, and uh, it will be a problem, but not it's not a very big part of people, and most of them uh, probably will not take uh, uh, take a part in hot war, because uh, the one who wanted to do it, they are already in Donbass, so they are fighting for what they want, and uh, when shit will start, shit will start. Uh, probably, uh, it will not be a problem, but that's my guess, of course. In everyday life, you you need to know, like we do not see pro-Russian people because it's not normal here. Uh, if somebody claims they are for Russia, they're against Ukraine, well, in media, this person, if it's public person, they will be just destroyed in one or another way. I'm not talking about physical or any other, but this person will have problems. Yeah. And uh, if uh, there is just a regular guy who claimed that he's pro-Russian, fuck, nobody will talk to him. Like nobody exactly. And yeah. um, <clears throat> I also. So here is a story. Uh, I work in a small company and we have two guys uh, from Donbass and they had to leave this area, leave their own cities and uh, go to my city in search of work because they could not live uh, in Russian in Russian culture with Russian people. And uh, I asked uh, one of them, like, uh, you had a choice. Uh, like, um, you could go to Moscow, you could go to free Ukraine. Uh, why did you choose it? Uh, and this person told me that I, for a couple of years under Russian occupation, I had to talk to these Russian guys and just I hate them. I, they are so totally different. I don't want to live with them. And uh, like, uh, there is my new home like this. So it's a sad story. Yeah. Mm. All right. Um. Hold on. Let me let me put this on Do Not Disturb, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So, so this has been going on for um, 
this has been going on for eight years. Um, what's mm-hmm. different from today? Like, what's different this week compared to how it was, I don't know, a couple years ago? Um, what's the difference? So, first of all, from what I see, the uh, situation in Donbass uh, became a little bit softer, like uh, a couple of years ago, um, war here was more hot, hotter, and uh, more people died. Uh, right now, it's beca- it became a little bit calmer, it calmed down, and uh, less our soldiers get injuries and uh, less of our soldiers die. So that's a good thing that happened for the last couple of years. Uh, but uh, <clears throat> Russian army along our border, number of them increased. And uh, that's the biggest difference. Oh, and there is also one more problem. <clears throat> it's uh, failed uh, Belarus uh, revolution that happened a year is half ago, no, year ago. It was last summer, I guess. Mm. <clears throat> That's uh, the biggest change because um, before this stuff happened, uh, uh, Belarus were pretty, pretty na- neutral, neutral uh, to Ukraine, to our people. So we were pretty friendly and friendly to Belarus people, of course, because uh, um, still we have like, the same history and all this stuff. And we speak uh, similar languages and uh, other cultural um, same reasons. Uh, so they start their revolution. It was very similar to what we had in 2014. So, of course, our people um, supported them. They give them whatever was needed. Uh, first of all, it was just uh, informational support because uh, like, uh, we didn't invite to Belarus and made the revolution for them. Of course, I'm not saying this. I say that uh, we just were pro-revolution um, media support. <coughs> But uh, this revolution failed. Uh, the dictatorship, Lukashenko, they, this guy uh, still has all the power. And uh, after Ukraine was uh, helping to <clears throat> the guys who were making a revolution in Belarus, so uh, Lukashenko started his movement into uh, Russian politics. So if you know, they have some kind of agreement between Belarus and Russia that uh, they will be something like one country in some point of time. They have this agreement for many years and uh, Lukashenko actually didn't sign it. Uh, like he, he claimed that, yeah, we will sign it someday, but he just uh, took his time and uh, didn't do anything with it. But uh, after uh, Russian guys helped him to uh, keep his power, keep his money, keep his dictatorship. So he started his movement uh, into Russian politics. So he agreed that uh, um, Belarus and Russia, they have uh, the same, <clears throat> they have something like uh, North Atlantic aliens and uh, it's the same territory in from point of view of army and 
uh, right now Russian army is in Belarus and that's the biggest difference for us because if a couple of years ago we were waiting the invasion from Crimea, Donbass and maybe a little bit from the northeast part. So right now we are almost uh, almost all our border is surrounded uh, by Russian army and we are waiting for invasion from even north from Belarus. So that's one of the biggest problems. All right. <clears throat> what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to go on to Google and I'm going to look at a map. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I've heard. I mean, I know about Belarus. I, I know where that. I know, you know, I know about that, but I don't exactly know where it is. Okay. So. Yeah. I mean, I I kind of know where it is, but um, I don't exactly know. Where it is. Um, so I talked to some people about this interview, nobody, you know, nobody you need to worry about, but I talked to some people about this interview mm-hmm. and they gave me some questions to ask you. Um, mm-hmm. but tell me about like your, are you able to get, you know, heat, food, food, and are they cutting off the supply lines, Russia? Uh, no, they don't have, um, they can't do anything about it because like uh, Ukraine is uh, one of the biggest exporters of food uh, to Europe and to Asia actually so we do not have such problems and uh, besides of Belarus and Russia we have um, very long uh, border with uh, Poland, Romania, Moldova so um, supply lines um, we they cannot be cut right now, and also we have a Black Sea and uh, huge ports in uh, Odessa, its south region, near uh, close to Moldova, and we get yeah. a lot of supplies from there. So that's not a problem. You well, it's just a regular life right now here. Uh, yeah. If we are not talking about Donbass, that's a very small part of Ukraine. Uh, everything goes okay. People do not even uh, feel it uh, except of this so media problems okay let me try and find dom dom uh, how did you say it uh dompus on uh, this map. <clears throat> um i can share my screen and show you okay you um, give me a second please do that <clears throat> I'm not sure I can share a screen. Oh, no, here it is. Do you see it? Okay, yes. Okay, so uh, Donbass is uh, this eastern part, red. Uh, it was occupied by Russia in 2014 as well as Crimea. So it's the eastern part of. Yeah, exactly. Okay, is, this so. red, is it the red part there or is it. Um... 
Yeah, yes, it's a red part, so this one. Okay, I, all right, I, I, yeah, I see it, I see it. Um, yeah, that's... Wow, okay, yeah, that's... I see that. That's, that's still a problem, I mean, for them. Yeah, um, sure. But, yeah. Still a problem for them. Um... Okay. So, so you're basically they. So Belarus and Russia, essentially, they. It's like they agreed to. The the if I got you right, the the Belarus government agreed for the army to come, uh, the Russian army to come into Belarus. Uh, they are already there for a couple okay. of months sure. at least already there uh does that mean like the bella i see your border with belarus is is fairly long um yeah. between russia and belarus um hmm. okay um and i i don't want to i don't want to ask you where you are on this map i don't feel like i need to do that but um how big is the ukraine well, it's uh, how can I compare it? To? It's bigger than Germany, let's say so. And, uh, Germany is big. Yeah, Germany is pretty big. Ukraine, oh, oops, Ukraine is bigger. Uh, well, let me take a look into map. So Ukraine is something like Germany plus Italy area. No, maybe a little bit less, okay. but it's still bigger. It's the biggest country in Europe if we do not talk about Russia. Wow, yeah. Okay, let me look at this map here. Um, okay, so here's where the Ukraine is. And there's... Okay. All right. I've got a, I've got a more Europe, uh, European-wide map here. All right. So how, how did this, can you tell me like how this started? Like, I mean, I know about 2014, but where did you go? Oh, well, it's very long story, I would say. Uh, we have very, <laughs> as far as Russia is our neighbor for the last thousand of years and uh, Ukraine, like uh, Ukrainian guys were actually um, founders of Moscow, founders of uh, uh, Russian uh, territories. So Slavs from uh, Kiev, they just uh, go to the north, they founded Moscow, founded uh, what do we call Russia right now. And where you, and there is where all this shit started. So for many years, uh, um, we had a lot of invasions from them. Ukraine was under Russia for uh, long periods. And uh, when the <clears throat> First World War happened, uh, I guess we should start there. Uh, Ukraine claimed its uh, independence. It was actually the first independence that we tried to keep. Uh, it was not Ukraine, it was a Ukrainian public uh, republic, I, I guess it was. Yeah, it was called so. 
but uh, right after when uh, communists uh, they received all the power in Russia they started war with uh, this people republic of ukraine and uh, we lost it <clears throat> and that is how ukraine became part of uh, soviet union uh, for next uh, 80 years uh, we were part of uh, this uh, show that uh, they called soviet union um, <clears throat> and in 1991 we claimed the second independency and uh, from point of view of uh, putin uh, it was the biggest disaster of the 20th, sec 20th century. So his goal is probably to uh, receive back all the territories that uh, belong to uh, Soviet Union. So he does not care that uh, we are different people. We do not want to be part of it anymore. And uh, I actually think that he believe what he he believes what he says like he believes that uh, there are enemies uh, all everywhere near him and he need this territory to be safe he need uh, this territory to show himself uh, a man with power he like <clears throat> he's some kind of psychopathic i would say how is it uh, what is the right term he's a, he's a, like yeah, and uh, by the way, your sound interrupts a little bit, so... Uh, mm -hmm. I'm sorry, he's a psychopath. <clears throat> that yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Um, because uh, this guy actually, because there are no reasons to do what uh, is going on right now. So uh, they received part of Donbass and uh, like uh, they didn't get anything with it. Like uh, this region is depressed right now. Uh, they res uh, they took all the nature nature resources they could from there, but uh, it's not developing into something more. So it's just uh, they are just starving from um, from this uh, going economy problems, and uh, it's just uh, so, the place where they so spend the, money. Yeah. So the Donbas region of let's see how to get back to where I can see you. Uh, this we can see. Is there any way can we get back to the screen where we can see each other? Um, uh, well, actually, I see you, but probably that's something on your side. I don't see you. Um. Okay. Um. I hate Skype. Okay. Here's what I want to ask you. Um. So the COVID economy, so the COVID is hurting mm -hmm. Donbas region, which is mm -hmm. hurting Putin's acquisition of Donbas, is what you're saying. Uh, yes, so that's one of, COVID is one of the problems, and uh, but besides of COVID, uh, it, you know, that every economy needs uh, investments. And uh, if you do not develop anything inside, then the only way to get these investments is outside of your border. If you are, if you live in Donbass, the only way to get investments is Russia, and something that uh, is Russian friend, something like uh, I don't know, kind of uh, Algeria, Nigeria, something like countries like 
uh, North Korea that uh, are Russian friends, so how do they call it? So basically, you cannot get these investments if you are not a friend of Russian guys. And that's the biggest problem because uh, it's not developing into something like uh, people just live there like it was uh, 30 years ago in the late Soviet Union and uh, something like that. Of course, they have like, uh, this uh, front-end um, um, science of uh, wellness, let's call it so. So you can find there a lot of ice creams, uh, a lot of beautiful cars, a lot of other shit. But uh, people yeah. people do not get uh, good uh, payments on their work. People, most of them cannot afford uh, to go to to go on vacation somewhere, to fly somewhere, to travel. Um, they cannot get uh, good health care, so they use what do they have right now in Donbass. And uh, if you want more, you should go to a uh, free part of Ukraine or to Russia. So if you go to uh, Donetsk, it's uh, uh, one of the biggest cities of Donbass uh, that is under occupation. So uh, you will see that it's pretty beautiful, but uh, if you will dig a little bit uh, down, it's not developing. People just live, or how do we say, from salary to salary. So they count any, uh, every dollar, every uh, every money they have. So it's pretty tough place to live. Mm. So, wow. So the, the Soviet, I mean, the Russian occupation, right, Soviet, the Russian occupation is you would say it's hurting the Donbass region uh, more than the COVID restrictions. Yeah, sure, that's a bigger problem because uh, they are not interested in developing this region. They are interested in getting money from there, and that's it. So it's yeah. just a yeah, it's it's just a um, figure in their checkmates, like the way they uh, they are trying to um, to. In, to talk to our government, like uh, if uh, Russia has some problems with our government, uh, okay, these Donbass guys will start war with you, like uh, something like that. So you should understand that Donbass is used also as uh, an official Russian army. So uh, if Russia do not want to cross our borders officially and start this hot war, they just give um, all the equipment to these Donbass regions. They send uh, uh, Russian uh, Russian soldiers there without any signs of a Russian army. And uh, here it is. It's just uh, how do they call internal rebellion, something like that. Uh, they, our their propaganda calls. So and it's I, more. I imagine, uh, yeah, I would imagine there's a lot of so-called internal rebellions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it is. So if you funny part, so if you look on the uh, Russian map, all the long of the Russian territory, there are so-called internal rebellions like in Moldova, in Georgia, in Ukraine, in Armenia, uh, whatever it was in Finland, uh, it was in Belarus. <laughs> and it, it's uh, and it cannot be uh, just uh, uh, that, that's what they do, like, 
it's uh, not uh, something that happens by itself. Mm. Mm. Do you see, um, let me ask, do you watch the news or I mean, do, you, do you watch the news on the television or on the internet or whatever? Like the, that's, that's um, why. I, I do not uh, watch TV because okay. uh, uh, TV channels, they mostly belong to the most rich people in country. So as well as in America, I would say, as far as I know, at least. Uh, yes, and uh, so that's why I get news only from internet. I uh, see, I look into some independent Ukrainian uh, newsmakers, and also I read some. Uh, uh, yeah. How is it called? Uh, oh, worldwide news, something like uh, BBC. With the BBC, yeah, the BBC, right? Yeah, sure. So what I was going to ask is. Um, does Vladimir Putin come on your television? I mean, do you, I mean, does uh, you Vladimir Putin on your television? Um, <laughs> or so would somebody see that? Maybe not. You, but. Um, if you, are you talking about some uh, Putin's propaganda like this? Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Like a prop, they like it propaganda. Uh, well, no, uh, Putin is not used like this because uh, uh, this guy. It's just uh, like a red flag uh, for a bull, you know. So if somebody see this guy, <laughs> you, you just cannot take it serious what he says. Uh, so no, you will not see uh, Putin here, but uh, there are uh, guys, there are uh, rich guys that have business in Russia. They have economic relations with Russia and they are dependent on this economic and these guys unfortunately have one or two TV channels in Ukrainian television and these channels they give some uh, pro-Russian information. So last year our government banned uh, three channels like this and uh, according to news they are preparing to ban, ban another uh, channel that uh, shows some kind of propaganda. You should understand that it's not like very open and it's not very clear that it is propaganda because uh, they do not say like uh, just uh, fight uh, against fight against Ukrainian government they do not say uh, um, get to Russian army or support Russian invaders uh, they just give some general information like uh, they always uh, give some critic about uh, Ukrainian government it's the the biggest uh, their work and they describe uh, how some good stuff happens in Russia. So, you know, they give this um, difference like uh, here is Ukraine, like it's bad, really bad. And here is Russia, it's very good. And that's kind of propaganda you can uh, find on our channels. But uh, it's not so obvious. And uh, if people do not uh, uh, think uh, uh, critically, so they probably will miss that it is propaganda and they will not understand it. They will believe it. But it, it's interesting to me that you said, okay, that's interesting to me that you said most people don't believe it. Like that they don't believe the Russian propaganda. That, so it's uh, not very effective. Uh, well, take a look. So they do not believe Putin because, uh, um, because, uh, on 
Ukrainian channels, pro-Ukrainian channels, of course. There are a lot of uh, critic to his side, to what happens, and uh, people who watch YouTube, they have, uh, they know about uh, internal Russian uh, opposite uh, political blocs, and uh, they uh, get all the information about what really uh, Putin does. Uh, so that's why people do not show him on TV. And uh, by the way, if you would show some propaganda from Putin itself, uh, this TV channel will be blocked uh, <laughs> the next day. So it's just uh, even impossible to do. Uh, but uh, something that is not so obvious, something that uh, is uh, more hidden, something that uh, you need to understand that it's a lie. Uh, this stuff, yes, you can find. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, do you think? Do you think Russia will invade? Uh, well, uh, you know that uh, in theaters there is such saying that uh, if on the stand on the stand you have uh, a gun, this gun shoots. Uh, shoot, shoot. And uh, it's hard to say that will they invade or not. Right before this call, I was reading our local news and one hour ago, a Russian government claimed that all the aviation uh, is going back to their basements. So they, are, they claim they um, move part of their army back from our um, border. That's kind of good news. And it was uh, very, I was surprised with it. Um, I don't know how uh, this information, is it true? Or is it, uh, what's, what part will be sent back? So is it kind of, uh, um, is it kind of smoke they are putting into our eyes so we cannot see their plans? But um, anyway, that's uh, what we have. So. There are chances that they will invade. There are chances they will not. Uh, but I think that if they will do it, they will lose in any way. So I don't see a chance for them to win this fight. Um, even if a major part of Ukraine will be occupied, uh, they, they will not win anything with it. Um, there will be a lot of... Uh, war that goes, uh, you know, that people inside cities, they, they, will, they will not, uh, they will rebel against Russian army. So they cannot hold it for long. It will be something similar to what they had in Chechnya or, uh, or Afghanistan, uh, like Soviet Union. They could not take it. They, like, thousands of Russian guys died there because uh, local didn't just didn't support them didn't want them to be there yeah. so it will be absolutely similar and uh, but uh, the way for them to win is to win without invasion and uh, that can be a plan what they are doing um, so right now uh, all this uh, panic that goes on um, they this panic blocks um, Money, fl many, money flows to Ukraine. Uh, this panic uh, makes our 
market to go down. Uh, so our local currency uh, lose it, its uh, its weight, um, and our government has to control it. And that's kind of situation that they want maybe to get. You mean the stock market is gone down, or the? Uh, yeah. Well, actually everything like uh, you know you would not put money in place where probably war will start next week so everything uh, we see that uh, all the market uh, value decreases like uh, stock markets uh, currency exchange rates uh, investments uh, like i see a lot of questions from guys so should i fly to ukraine i had a business trip but i don't not sure i want to do it something like that and uh, it can be a goal that they are trying to achieve also. But as I said, this guy is psychopath. Like, who knows what he wants? He he believes what he's doing. Like, we cannot understand because, like, we are trying to rationalize it, but uh, he's not doing it in a rational way. Yeah. Yeah, so... um... Tell me about, um, can you tell anything, like, can you tell a change month to month in your, in your, in your country, in your, can you tell, like, last month it was different, or is it more slow, is it more slow even than that? Uh, well, um, well, everything worked pretty fine until the start of December, I would say. So that's the time when first news that Russia increase uh, um, <clears throat> army on our borders and uh, moves army to Belarus started to appear. And uh, there were talks uh, from Russia that uh, they are going to invade uh, till the new year. Uh, first of all, then it was like mid of January, now it's mid of February. And, uh, you know, yes, this um, um, pain, no, I cannot say it's pain, but this tension grows up uh, since December. And uh, you should understand that if you live in Ukraine and watch YouTube, that probably you will get some information from Russia because uh, a lot of Ukrainian people actually speak Russian. So Russia is, Russian is my second language, for example. Um, and it means that uh, if you watch something in Russian language in YouTube, that's even made in Ukraine, doesn't matter. You will get some videos from there. And there are politicians that uh, claim that uh, Kyiv should be nuked by uh, missiles from Russia, like they cannot stand with it, they should uh, destroy us, something like that. So it's like uh, it was crazy, like to to hear something in 21st century in uh, from uh, neighbors that they are going to nuke you in two weeks, and it was yeah. official politicians. Like uh, it was not uh, just a regular guy from uh, the street. Yeah. So yeah. And these are Russian politicians. Yeah, it was Russian guys, of course. Um, wow, I mean, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it's just like you 
uh, wake up in the morning and uh, you live in New York, let's say, and uh, you hear that, uh, hey, from Canada, that, hey, probably we should take uh, New York back to Canada. Like, why not? We can do it. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? Why, why, why do you do it? Yeah, I think a lot of people just want to live in peace. And, and yeah. Yeah. Um, wow. Uh, you know that uh, funny story that uh, one of uh, our local writers, I just uh, watched the show with him. It was it's a kind of sarcastic uh, uh, humor writer, and he was asked on the show like, "What's the Ukrainian uh, goal? Like, what's the Ukrainian idea?" And he said, like, fuck off from us. Just everybody, please fuck off from us. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's what I think that should happen right now. Please, please, Russell, just fuck off from us. Just go away. <laughs> just go yeah. away. We don't need you. Yeah, just go away. Um, wow. That's... Mm. How old are you? Can I ask you that? Can I ask uh, you yeah, that? I'm 28. Okay. So you don't remember, you don't remember communism, do you? I'm sorry, what do I? You don't remember when communism. Ah, no, no. Um, I was born in 1993, two years after. Okay, okay. All right. Um, so, like. What was the earliest memory that you had of like, oh, Russia could could invade or, or whatever? Was that 2014 or? Uh, well, no, the, it was probably before, maybe in uh, late uh, 2000s years. Um, you know, it, it was not like, um, like people go on TV and say, hey, there is a strong chance that Russia will occupy part of Ukraine. No, it was not like this. There were like discussions that uh, Crimean region, it was specifically this one, uh, it has too strong influence of Russia. It can be a problem. And uh, yes, it became a problem 10 years after, in 2014, when it was occupied. Yeah, I mean, I guess you're living next to a bear, so I guess that's a problem. Well, it's, it's not a bear, it's a mad guy. Well, when you, when you think about Russia, well, a lot of people think of them like some warriors that uh, go into, that like, uh, the, what is that, the third biggest army they have, I guess, or the second or the third one, but it's just a number of soldiers. And these soldiers, um, they are so-called uh, term soldiers. Um, it's something that you do not have in the USA. Like uh, all your guys are contract uh, soldiers, actually, as I know, right? Uh, so they sign a contract, they get money for this and something like that. Uh, in all countries, uh, post-Soviet countries, there are such things as term soldiers. So every guy that is 18 years old, uh, go to army for one year and it is the biggest part of Russian army and believe me these guys they do not know how to fight they do not know what to do uh, on real war uh, because uh, uh, army 
this term army. It's not about how do you win wars. It's about how to um, get uh, this uh, young people do something, but uh, not think what's going on uh, in country itself. It it uh, yeah. it's not about training them. So these guys, if they will see that their brothers um, um, near them, they die. They will see. Uh, all the blood, all the shit that will happen if uh, this war will start, they will uh, put their guns down and they will get back. Uh, they to, they will not want to do it. So uh, it's not a barrel. So these guys, they uh, they are unprepared for it. There is only one uh, mad guy with uh, a couple of uh, um, atom, how is it called, nuclear weapon, and uh, that's all. If they would not have this nuclear weapon, nobody will uh, even talk to them because it's very similar to what Northern Korea, Korea has, really. Yeah. So, so you think it's a lot of? Is it possible that he he's invading the Ukraine to get something out of the West? Is that possible? Uh, to get what from the West? To get something from the West. Is is that? Possible that he's threatening to invade the Ukraine because he wants something from the West? Mm, you mean like uh, to get something in exchange uh, uh, for not in, yeah for not inv for for basically for not invading the Ukraine? Well, I guess yes. Um, so you've heard about all these demands from uh, Putin that he wants to North Atlantic uh, aliens to get off from countries uh, that joined it in 1997. And uh, there are two options, like this guy probably believed it. Well, that's my thought. Uh, he think that uh, that's what he needs. And he think that he need this buffer zone between Russia and uh, all the civilized people. And um, another thought is that uh, they asked for it and they knew it will not happen and uh, it's just an excuse to invade ukraine but anyway it serves the same purpose it serves to have a buffer zone between western countries and russia uh, so i'm thinking yes this guy just want something in exchange wow um Do you think this is all to set up a buffer zone, huh? That's wow. I, I don't see different reason. Like, what what can be a reason for this? They will not uh, get any uh, economic bonus from it, because we see uh, in example Donbass that uh, it's yeah. destroyed. Uh, people people will not develop something for Russia, like. Uh, it will be the same big territory with like where nothing happens, like back to late USSR. Um, so, yeah, I think this is just about buffer zone. Mm. Wow. Well, mm. Okay. Is there? Um, do you see a a way to? Make him go away peacefully. Make him stop doing that peacefully, or, or do you think the West will have to fight it? 
Well, that's a very complicated question for me. But let's let's think out here. Like, uh, what ways do we have? Uh, the first way to give him what he wants. Probably it will help for some time. Um, so, for example, North Atlantic Alliance will go back from uh, from Eastern countries, and there will be a buffer zone. So, what you will have? Russia will keep. Russia will declaim a success in this uh, politician war, and will get this uh, buffer zone. Will get this encourage from uh, people, from nation, and probably they will increase number of propaganda here in Ukraine, in Belarus, in Finland, and wherever, wherever they want. And uh, probably it will end up in the same conflict as we have right now because like, they will not stop. If they already asked, uh, they already made Western countries get out that why they cannot get this territory for them. That's what happened in uh, Poland, for example, in 1941 uh, or in 1940 when uh, German uh, German army occupied uh, half of Poland and another half was occupied by Soviet Union. Uh, what's the different way? Uh, the different way is to fight against them, just show our balls that uh, our balls are stronger than uh, this mad guy has. And uh, if they will lose it, and they will not get this encouraged from people, uh, that probably can stop. Mm. So, Yes, we need to show that we are stronger than they think, they think and uh, it will not be a blitzkrieg for them. They will not just get a fast win there. Mm. So, yeah, all right. So, and with this option. Okay. And then one last question uh, for the recording here. Um, what would you like to tell the internet? Okay, internet. So keep in mind that uh, Russia is pretty rich country, and they spend on propaganda millions of dollars, and it's everywhere. Uh, you can find it on Facebook, on Telegram, on WhatsApp, on Reddit, uh, on TV. There are a lot of um, international TV channels that. Um, actually says what Russian government uh, wants to say. Um, and Ukraine is much smaller and uh, we do not have such resources to put into this media information and into this propaganda. We have much less resources to protect ourselves on this field. And when you hear that you should not support Ukraine because of any reason, um, probably it makes sense to take a look uh, who stands behind this information, who pays for it, because there is always something. Uh, so just uh, think about it and uh, hopefully we can get, get through it together. Thank you. Um, all right, let me... All right, everybody. Um, thank you very much. Um, all right.